Hey, welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. Uh, we've we had a little mini break there, a couple of days, but we're here. We're recording. Uh, I, I'm Sergio. I, I'm your host. Uh, I'm here with your other host, uh, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. What's up? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Oh, no. Well, I mean, not like for me, like semi-personally or whatever, but like um, we had a couple of celebrity um, deaths that hit kind of hard, at least for me. And I know probably a lot of other people out there. Um, yeah, I don't like to like I'm not trying to start off on a downer, but like you're doing you know, a good job of not doing that. Well, you mm-hmm. know. But, like, if I didn't speak about this, you know, I feel I would be doing them a disservice. Um, We lost, for those of you who are 90s kids, grew up in the 90s, um, the original 90s Batman animated series uh, voice actor uh, Kevin Conroy passed away a few weeks ago. And then recently we just lost Jason David Frank from the Power Rangers series. So, like two of the biggest 90s icons for those brands. Um, So I got to meet both of them at at conventions over the years, and they couldn't have been nicer and more generous with their time and just very cool. So this one, it really really hurts. Um, So... Um, well, I'm I'm sorry, buddy. I I don't yeah. have a connection to really either of those, but I, I saw that my uh, my feeds lit up when uh when their their deaths were announced. So yeah, I know that that their their uh their coverage when it comes to uh who they affected is is pretty big. Yeah, and they were you know just the type of people they were just you know great, awesome, just nice guys. You know, so giving to the fans and you know um. But at least we have, you know, their shows and movies and, and, and whatnot to enjoy. So they'll live on forever. That is correct. That's correct. Um, well, let's let's uh, liven the mood a little bit. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what do we usually start this show off with? It's time to see what's in your box. Oh, our boxes. Uh-oh. Did you get something, Jeff? I did, and I have a crazy story to go with it. Oh, okay. Well, I I too have a have quite a story to go with what's in my box, but I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to save the best for last. Oh, okay. Well, I I would argue that m- I think mine might be the best, but you know, uh, I guess we can dispute that afterwards. We can and go. Okay. The first thing that uh, I'm going to say that I got. Uh, is I got my black and white shredder. Ah, he yeah, they just surprised sent it. Didn't even send me tracking. It just showed up on my porch. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, they were like, hey, here you go. Here's your black and white shredder. So, so as of right now, all of my dealings with the Auto T website are closed. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 headache is over. Uh, so also also so check this out. Do you remember us talking about the the Michelangelo with surfboard pop figure? I do. So uh, recently, I don't know how recently, uh, they also released a Leonardo with surfboard. 
I didn't know this. It just kind of popped out of nowhere. Some dude was was like talking about it in some Facebook group that I'm in. And I was like, oh, crap, I don't have that one. And in the post, he was like, hey, I just picked this up at a local store. I'm really looking for the Michelangelo one. Uh, does anyone want to trade? And so I took the risk uh, and I was like, yeah, dude, I'll trade because I looked up the prices. And right now the Michelangelo one is going for significantly less money than the Leonardo one. Mm-hmm. So I sent him my Michelangelo one. He sent me the Leonardo one and then I rebought Michelangelo huh. and saved money. OK, look at me. Huzzah. Yeah. So end of story. I now own both of the turtles with surfboards. Very cool. Until they come out with the other two turtles with surfboards. <laughs> you know, you don't have to buy all this useless crap. Hush, hush. You haven't even got. We haven't even gotten to the useless stuff yet. I mean, if you were to build a fort out of all your turtle stuff, the enemy would be very confused. <laughs> Isn't that the point? <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see i also got do you remember when i said that i got the soundtrack to uh shredder's revenge from some foreign country yes uh well the first the first uh record that i received was the special edition Ooh. well i forgot that i didn't order the regular edition so i ordered a copy of the regular edition and the cd Oh, nice. To cover all of my bases. So now I have all of all of the additions. Very cool. Uh, And the last the the last thing that I got, it's it's kind of something we've been teasing for a few episodes now. Uh, Listeners might remember me saying that I bought the dumbest thing I've ever bought before. Is this is this it? Like the suspense is finally over after what, three episodes? It's been at least three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) I was surfing Instagram like I do. And one of one of the uh, comedians that I follow on on uh, Instagram posted a picture of of something she ordered from China. uh, And she was so happy because, you know, she had wanted one for years and it inspired me to do the same. What was it, Jeff? It was a stained glass Tiffany hanging lamp that says Pizza Hut on the side. It's the it's it's a replica of the lamps that hung over the booths in Pizza Huts in the 90s. Say what? Yeah, yeah. So, so the story behind this is I've always wanted a, a hanging Tiffany lamp like that. It it, it just creates a, a mood in a room, right? And whenever you look for them brand new, they're like hundreds of dollars, and I'm willing to pay hundreds of dollars for them, but I want them to be special, you know? Yeah. Or even if they're like you know used, they still go, you know, because somebody's got to have those salvaged somewhere in some warehouse. Uh, you know, in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like original Pizza Hut Tiffany lamps go for thousands of dollars. Yeah, but 
there is a company in China, and it might even be the company that made them originally. I don't know. But there's a company in China that will sell you one or sell you 50 of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. You have to buy 50 of them at like $100 a piece. Wait. How did, did I buy, did I buy 50? I did not buy 50 of them, Jeff. I bought one of them. How did How? I do this? So so what I did is I messaged the company and I was like, hey, uh, I'm with realitybreach.com uh, and we're we're looking to buy a, a bunch of, of lamps from you. Uh, but before we do that, I was I was hoping to get a sample so I could see what it looks like. And they were like, cool. Samples cost this much money, and it was like a hundred something dollars. I can't remember exactly how much it was. Uh, and we'll ship it, and it'll take six to eight weeks to get there. And I was like, I can okay. So they sent me a quote unquote sample, and now it's hanging in my dining room. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really hope they're not listeners of the podcast. <laughs> okay. There. Look. The. the I, who I ordered it from was AliExpress. Oh yeah. Oh they'll 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 come for you. No. What are they gonna do? What I, are they gonna know. do? I don't know. Well, you know. I could just say I changed my mind. Oh, sorry. Your lamp was not up to snuff. Well. I won't be ordering a hundred of you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, well played, sir. If I think about it, I'll put a picture of it on uh, on our Instagram. Uh, it's 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 not turtles related, but it is '90s pizza related, which I, well, I feel I mean, like is tangential at the I very mean, least. It's technically turtles related since that Pizza Hut was a sponsor of Ninja Turtles or yeah. vice versa. So I mean, it was in the games. It got taken out of the games. Yeah, got a coupon. Got a new. The, the, the real hero here is uh, Ariel, my wife. Um, when I showed her the picture, I was like, I want this is what I want to buy. She said, all right, do it. And I, I I, was like, are you sure? It's like in the triple digits. And she was like, will this make you happy? Buy it. And I was like, yes. So I bought it. And then when it came in, I was just going to hang it somewhere over a chair, you know, like out of the way. And she was like, no, put it in the dining room. That thing's way cooler than our current chandelier. So it's kind of the centerpiece of the dining room now. So you're going to have to take a photo of, you know, with the lights, you know, you, you have to set the ambiance. <laughs> and you have to have a pepperoni pizza. It doesn't have to be Pizza Hut. Uh, it doesn't matter. It does have uh, to be Pizza Hut. I don't know where you go find a Pizza Hut because ours is shut. Um, well, there's Pizza Huts in town. Not in our town, but there's there's Pizza Huts around. You don't drive far to get pizza. That's true. I know better. <laughs> so, My favorite pizza is, you know, Pizza Shack, so I will drive downtown. Uh, so, anyway. so, 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 Jeff, can can you outdo that? I well, no, I don't <laughs> think I can. But, um, so I had ordered a package, and I'd gotten a notification that. It was, you know, had shipped and blah, 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 blah. And I had had a bunch of other stuff that was coming uh, that I'd pre-ordered like months and months and even last year back um, that were starting to show up. And I just kind of forgot about it. And 
then I was like, you know, I, I don't, this isn't on my doorstep. I don't have this, this yet. So I went to go check the tracker and it showed that it was delivered on the 15th. I was like, um, Uh-oh. no, it wasn't. So I'm like, I go out and check my porch and I'm like, is it behind something? Is it, did they put it behind a plant? Whatever. I, I looked all over and I'm like, wait a minute. I go to the back of my house, look at my garage. It's sitting there (laughs) at the back of my freaking house. And it had been sitting there for almost a week. Wow. And you just had never, you didn't go out your garage? Well, no, we don't go out the garage. Um, The cars are in the back. And I just never... I have a, there's like a garbage can back there. So it was like behind the garbage can. That's really weird. And like, it's not like you live in a bad neighborhood. It's not like them leaving it on your front porch would have been risky. Not at all. But here's the thing. The mailbox is closer to the front door than it is the back. Was was it delivered by the post office? It was a DHL, but then delivered by the post office. Oh, okay, okay. This has happened three times. It's probably the same driver. Probably, because yeah. whoever we got sucks. We Look, don't have they got it there. It's it's, it's not it their did. fault that you don't check the tracking. But still. It's not I their mean, fault that you, you don't go out your back door. Hey, hey. <laughs> There's a fence and everything back there. We don't do that. Um, what is it though? It was the Playmates last Ronin, the regular figure. Oh, cool! And those pictures did not do that figure justice. It looks great. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 a nice little dude. I was uh I was very pleased. Um, with that. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. Uh, I I have I have bukoodles of stuff coming. Um, okay, maybe, maybe I'm overselling it. I do have a lot of stuff coming. Not all of it's turtles related, but I do have some figures headed, headed my way from a big bad. Okay. We'll talk about those next time. Uh, what is our next segment, Jeff? And now it's time for some of that news. Oh, news. Yes. It's it's my favorite segment. My my favorite segment is news. I don't yeah. I don't think I've ever said that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of it this week. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the holidays, man. No, no one announces it. anything over the over the you know Thanksgiving break. No I one's working over Thanksgiving break. Oh, that is true. Uh, what is our our first d- d- news? Piece, piece of news, piece of news. Piece of news. Uh, well, there's been a slight update about the upcoming Turtles movie, um, from Seth Rogen himself. I know this is count as much of an update, um, but uh, I'm just gonna read verbatim what he said. Okay. Um, says we've found a way to make it deeply personal. It's a it's a teenage movie. We're putting a lot of our own feelings of awkwardness and insecurity and a desire to belong, to be accepted and all that into this movie. 
Um, as I sit around with the other people working on it, uh, he added, I'm like, we found a way to care about this, which is great. Um, that kind of speaks volumes because, like, you know, when when Seth Rogen's involved with any kind of comic property, one tends to worry, especially since his Green Hornet film was not well received by the, you know, a lot of the longtime fans. But since then, he has worked on the Preacher uh, series and the Boys. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and we've got good people involved. So, you know, I just want to see a freaking trailer. Yeah, that, that's that's what you followed up this news with when you sent it to me. You were like, I want a trailer. It's like this. I use more colorful August, dude. language, but um, <laughs> it's 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 not coming till August. We're not getting a trailer till at least May. Yeah, or a teaser. Who knows? Who knows? But the fact that they're taking this seriously, and I, you know, like I, I, hopefully they understand you know, the gravity of if they screw up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think they'll screw up. Like, I, I completely trust that it will be a good movie. Uh, I, my only concern, specifically with what Seth Rogen said in this article, is that it's going to be the turtles lamenting that they can't be human. And I, see, I don't want that. Exactly. Yeah, that's never a story I want to see. No. You know, and I, I, I guess there is value there. And to a teenager or to a child who's watching this, there's definitely some 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 value in it in that kids want to have friends. They want to belong. So, it, yes, it can be very deeply personal for some people out there. It's just not me. <laughs> that's that's yeah. not what I want. Yeah. I mean, so. if they. If they yes, I I echo your sentiment. I don't want to see that either. Um, they can do the X Men spin on it because it's always that that need for acceptance, you know. With yeah, but they are they are also giant talking turtles. So eh, five foot talking turtles, but you know, <laughs> we ain't no they're, giant Shrek Hulk babies up in this. They're uh, they're giant compared to regular turtles. Well, that yes. But, um, yeah, I, I really hope that's not the case. Yeah, um, and if it is, like, I'm still going to go into it with an open mind. And oh, maybe, yeah. maybe they'll convince me otherwise. But that is maybe. not a pitch that I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. So, Fingers crossed. They won't muck it up. All right. Uh, what other news do we have? Uh, well, we've got some, uh, some toy news. Uh, Super 7's Reaction Wave number six is coming. Um, if you're not familiar with the reaction figures, they're kind of like old school, like 70s style Star Wars type limited joint articulation figures. That like yeah. only have like you know four points of articulation, um, and they come with uh you know maybe one or you know maybe like one or two accessories and beautiful uh card art. Um, so yeah. this go round we have heavy metal Raph, Napoleon Bonafrog, 
Triceraton, and Chrome Dome. You look so tiny. <laughs> a, a little short little Chrome Dome. A little Chrome Dome, a little short, yeah. Uh, Triceraton's bigger than he is. Napoleon's bigger than he is. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess that's that's where uh my uh my person who's not gonna buy these critique comes in. Yeah. Uh I feel like with this wave they're kind of missing the point. Yeah. Because like the, these were you know, the reaction figures are very specific they're specific design. And Napoleon Bonafrog does not look like it's fitting that design. He the, definitely look and then the and then the Triceraton, they look more, you know uh detailed and Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna call out the Triceraton too. They're just too big. Yeah. But then again, I, again, I'm not the guy who's buying these, so it what what do I matter? Right. Uh, the, the the heavy metal wrap looks cool and chrome chrome dome actually is the of the four of these is the one that fits the mold the the best yeah but they're cool they're cool yeah and they're probably going to be like twenty dollars a piece something like that yeah hmm does it say when they're coming um probably next year Let's see, according to their pre-order listings, which I don't see. Oh, here we go. Uh, it says fourth quarter of 2022. I'm like, we're already in it. <laughs> they have four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Well, if we're not going to talk about business quarters. Don't worry about that. Um, I have a piece of news, Jeff. Man, I thought you were going to go into like a full business breakdown seminar for the kids. No, no, it's just fourth quarter for regular people is ends in December, but fourth quarter for a lot of businesses ends like a couple months into the year. Yeah. So, I yeah, I'm not going to go into that. Uh, so, the IDW Ultimate Collection, uh, this was... Uh, a series of hardcover books that they released that had all of the original Eastman and Laird books in it, you know, like, you know, all the basically all the stuff that was in canon, right? Yeah. They released a, a volume six, which had all of the, the, like the short stories from a lot of the, the one-off books. Uh huh. They, and years at this point, years ago, they announced that they were doing a volume seven. And volume seven is just going to be a covers gallery. And they announced it and it was pushed and it was pushed and it was pushed and it was pushed. Finally, it's going to see the light of day in February of 2023. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, this is saying the, the listing is saying it's going to be 176 pages. So that's 176 different covers. I don't know what that means. Wow. There weren't 176 books. So what is this going to be? Maybe a ton of alternate art, maybe? Who? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, let's see. I'm going to read the product description. All the covers and development art. There you go. Uh, from the earliest days of Mirage Studios in one archival collection with notes from co-creator Kevin Eastman. Hmm. 
from finished pieces to the original sketches, pencils, inks, and paint, uh, paintings, in, uh, including behind-the-scenes insights and never-before-seen works made available through the incredible archives of Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. So I guess that answers my 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 question. I mean, okay, let's look at it like this. From a archivist and like a historical standpoint, this is fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's kind of like what they did with the uh, the Calbunga collection and having all of those design documents that have never been seen by anybody outside of Konami. I love that stuff. I just, it's like finding, you know, a lot, I don't want to say lost, maybe a lost piece of media, maybe. Um, it, I, I think it's fantastic, and I probably will snag one just to see what all is included. Yeah, yeah. I, and this the, the IDW stuff where Kevin Eastman just goes all out and gives every sheet of paper he's ever written, you know, a picture on to them. It's been very hit or, hit or miss, like very hit or miss. This one, since it's pulling from like original Mirage stuff, it's probably going to be way more interesting. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? I'm def I'm 100 percent going to get it. Uh, I do have the, the volumes one through six, so this will be a, a good bookend to the books. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, you can pre-order that now. It's on Amazon. It's on Big Bad. It's it's all over the place. Oh, let's see. What's what? You have one more piece of uh, figure news, don't you? I do. Um. So for those of you out there that might be familiar with. The nin, nindro, nin, nin, nindoroid? nin, nindoroids. Nindoroids. Um, they're like little chibi, um, super deformed figures with some articulation um, from Japan. They're, you know, from, I believe, the Good Smile Company. We're getting some Ninja Turtle figures. More to the point, we're getting uh, all four original 80s version of the Turtles. And Big Chungus himself, Krang, in the android body. <laughs> yes, we are. And these are adorable, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're sickeningly sweet. Yeah, yeah. The uh, The price is pretty scary. It is. They're about roughly about 50 plus a figure. Uh, Krang, I'm not sure... How much uh, he will be? I believe these were shown like a trade show or something. There's no pre-order listings that I can find um, yet. But um, yeah, I've got a I've got a few figures. I've got um, uh, a Gridman figure that I got from um, Offbeat. Uh, which I uh, rather enjoy. So they usually come with like different, you know, accessories and stuff. I didn't, there's not really like an interchangeable head or anything like that. So there's probably not a serious, but you know, face or whatever, but who knows um, what all will come with it. Yeah. I, I, if I end up with these in my collection, that would be awesome. But I don't know if these tiny little dudes are worth $55 a piece. Yeah. The only Ooh. ones like that that I've gotten were, if you remember, uh, those literally like on point, like CBS style season 
turtle figures I I brought over, and they had the metal feet. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love those figures. I think those were about <laughs> forty fifty a piece. Ugh. Oh. Uh, well, like, there's always an audience. There's always an audience. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're superposable, tons of articulation, interchangeable heads. Yeah. Um. So, fun stuff. All right. Uh, I think that does it for news, right? Yeah. There's not a whole lot this week. Yeah. Like it, and that's fine. That's fine. It's 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 a holiday, so. Yeah. Well, I uh, one more thing uh, I wanted to add. Um, well, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving or however you, you know, whatever you choose to, you know, celebrate. So Sergio, I I, I know that you're a bit of a, a holiday humbug, um, and you don't do a traditional uh, Thanksgiving um, per se. Um, what what's the uh, the 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 celebration that you celebrate for what for the last eight years? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, so we we do do Thanksgiving, uh, but the, the traditionally the weekend before Thanksgiving, uh, we have a like a like a I don't want to say a house party, but we throw a like a like a sh- like a shindig at my house, and it's uh it's called Franksgiving. Now you've been to you've been to one. I have. Did anyone this time show up actually named Frank? No, no, we 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 still have not had an actual Frank show up to Thanksgiving. Man, he'd be the king of the winter ball. <laughs> and the, the the whole idea behind Thanksgiving is it's like a friendsgiving. Yeah, I'm sure all of you have heard of those dumb parties. These Thanksgiving is friendsgiving with hot dogs. And so does and and everybody has to bring their own wiener, right? Yes, yes. Everyone brings a pack of wieners, and it's some people bring, you know, uh, sausages. Some bring like vegan wieners. Some people bring your standard hot dogs. But it's it's basically a celebration of of tubed meat. Vegan hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this year, somebody brought chicken apple cinnamon hot dogs. Wait, no, chicken apple cinnamon sausages. I could, yeah, that sounds good. They were, they, they weren't as bad as I thought they would be. So, have you ever at, at any Thanksgiving have you cooked any of the vegan meat in beef with, with the other beef? <laughs> they all get cooked on the grill, dude. It's like, oh, these are the best vegan dogs I've ever had. Like, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just they cooked on the grill, like. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's ever brought them because they were actually vegan. They just brought them because they thought it was funny to have vegan hot dogs. Huh. Uh, this <laughs> year, this year the theme was the Glizzy Games. The what? The gl- Glizzy. You know what a Glizzy is? I don't even know anybody named Glizzy. Gl- glizzy is is a hot dog. It's it's what the it's what the youngins are calling hot dogs. What the Franken footer? Look it up. Look it up. It's a thing. Uh, oh, uh, no. We, we played hot dog and sausage related games. Uh, I, I made an entire Jeopardy board of hot dog and sausage trivia that we played through. Uh, there was a hot dog eating contest. It was, it was just a whole it was a whole thing. It had a great time. That's a lot of wiener goblin. Yeah. Yeah. 
Don't ever say Wiener Goblin again. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to talk to iTunes to see if I have to censor that. <laughs> you don't. You don't. They're not even listening to any of this. I can't say anything right now. Like Funkin' Wagnalls. They're fine. Uh, yeah. That's that's news, right? That's it. Yeah. Let's yeah. move. Let's move on to. Uh, I hate I missed it this year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. It, we're look. We're eight years. We're eight years going on Thanksgiving. So. Oh man, the Big Ten. That's gonna be a uh-huh. big one. It's, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna rent out the uh the warp zone and just eat just leave hot dogs everywhere. Oh God. Uh, let's keep, move on to our main topic, Jeff. All right, but first, let's take a break. <laughs> And we're back. All right. So we didn't we didn't even you know say what our topic was this time, Jeff. Uh, but we are going to we, we watched nine more episodes of the 2K3 cartoon uh, from the year 2003. Uh, at this point, we've made it to season four. Yep. Yeah. The the last good season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's it's not the last good season. It's the last good season before uh, fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the Ninja Tribunal because those episodes are so bad. See, I I disagree, but we'll 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 wait. And and I I just I I want to have the the conversations with you so bad, but we have to we have to churn through season four first. Yeah. Uh, and we watched episodes 401 through 409. Uh, a couple of notes on this. The In the previous season, uh, at the end of it, the Turtles defeated Shredder. So with this season comes the, you know, the change of the, the, the intro music where they say, oh, we shredded Shredder. But also that Karai is in charge of the Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. We don't see, I don't think we see any of that in the first nine episodes, do we? I don't think so. She, she shows up. Yeah, but she. The, the, I don't think any of the stories are centered around the Foot Clan. Not per se. Yeah. Uh, this is a fun group of episodes, not specifically because they're great episodes, but a lot of them, and I, I forgot that they did this, but a lot of them are directly based on books from the comics. Yeah. Uh, in in ways that previous seasons uh, kind of flirted with, there are some direct adaptations here that are that are, that are really cool. Yeah, and they in they very much feel like a lot of like one off like issues of the week, and there's not really like a. Oh no, there there is a, a a connecting story, but it's not like anything huge to the plot. Right. Right. I, and I I'd, I'd agree to that. Um, let's let's jump into the first one because this one, the first episode, it really does um, kind of personify exactly what we're talking about, uh, and that is episode one hundred or four hundred one, cousin Sid. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I've got a quick synopsis of it. This is actually a longer one, a longer good synopsis. Here we go. After the final battle with the Shredder, the Turtles and Splinter became bruised and injured. Uh, April O'Neil and Casey Jones take the injured heroes to Casey's 
mother's farmhouse in Northampton to recuperate. Uh, as they rest, our heroes have been confronted by Casey's good-for-nothing cousin, Sid Jones, who is desperately seeking uh, a treasure that was robbed, th- that their grandfather robbed from a train. So uh, he can repay his debt with the Purple Dragons from Northampton. Uh, <laughs> that... <laughs> <laughs> how will the turtles and the splinter fight back the thugs with their injuries we'll see it okay so th- th- this episode is very much based on tales of the turtles volume one number one and we've actually covered that when we did the the first or when we covered tales and cousin sid is in that and he is looking for a treasure from their grandfather that was left at the the uh, the farmhouse, they find it in the exact same place, and the the uh, instead of finding the treasure, there's a whole bunch of uh, notes from the grandmother who had gave the treasure to to, uh, to to charity. It like the the story beats line up directly. Yeah. What doesn't line up is the timeline. So. In the 2K3 series, this is the second time that they've visited Northampton. Mm-hmm. They visited Northampton very early in the season, it, it, very early in the series, before the return to New York arc, which is cr- chronologically where it should be. Uh, I, I think that was kind of done early on because they weren't sure they were going to get greenlit for you know as many seasons as they were. Right. Uh Sending the turtles back to to Northampton gives the writers on the show an opportunity to adapt a a chunk of the the issues where they were in Northampton, which is really exciting. So to have the season just be kicked off by Tales Number One is really cool. Uh, what'd you think of this episode, Jeff? I didn't know there were there was a Northampton chapter of of Purple Dragons. Look, ga- gangs are everywhere, Jeff. They are, but I guess they would thrive the most out in the country. Sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's I a lot have no of idea. Empty, empty vacant land to you know. Hey, I need to. I need that mailbox, or he was like, steal some of that corn. You know, <laughs> just who wants to go rob the local general store? You know, it's just I. That that Jones boy's at it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just I'm having trouble wrapping my mind around that aspect of it. Um, whenever we go to Northampton, it's always a good time. But you know, they can't just rest. It's always it's like, why do we keep coming here? We can't relax. We can't rest. There's there's gangs. There's other things that I'm not going to talk about just yet. And I was like, what? Why is it all such a magnet? Dude, they can't go anywhere. It does not matter where the turtles go. They always have to deal with something that involves punching. (sighs) Can't even go to vacation in Florida without, you know, Shredder freaking levitating all of Manhattan. Yep. Just come on. Need a break. (laughs) Uh, I've always loved the, the Cousin Sid story because it's it's a really good bottle episode where there's not much before or after it that matters. Yeah. But in and of itself, it's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. 
and it gives us more backstory on Casey Jones. Yeah. Which in this iteration, after, what was it, season two, they kind of really watered Casey down and made him really stupid. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't like. Yeah, this is a this this was a fun episode. Um, probably my most favorite part. You know, the turtles are all like in traction. Master Splinter literally had all of his hair burnt off. Um, Mikey has broken legs. Um, and just, and, you know, Leo has not only a shell scar. And pretty, yeah, he got stabbed by Karai, mm-hmm. um, which you know, of course, you don't see that. Um, but also, he has a lot of emotional scarring, and yeah, just the beginning of his transition into Clint Eastwood. He is <laughs> he's a very Clint angry boy. Eastwood, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's a very angry boy in, in, in these episodes, uh, and that I don't know if 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 turtles have nerve endings in their shells, but that chunk of the shell that's missing it looked really painful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I do I, I I do like when you, shows make meaningful changes to their characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like give someone give a character a visible scar and then make them have that scar the rest of the show. Yeah. You know, I it's it's a nice touch. Yeah, because like, you know, in not only, you know, what's going on, but, you know, animation is very formulaic. That's why, like every episode of like Scooby Doo, they're always wearing the same clothes. Yeah. You know. But with this time, you know, it's because it's, you know, it's expensive to change all that stuff out and redo and whatever. But um, seeing Leo have that physical, you know, just wound chunk taken out of a shell was uh, was was cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 rough. Yeah. You got any uh, nuggets for Cousin Sid? Um, not really nuggets per se, but I did absolutely love them, like, them having to, like, grunt and groan and stealthily take out all the dragons. Yeah, yeah. Figuring, figuring out how to fight while they're injured. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and of course, you know, just laying on thick, like, the whole Raph and Mikey dynamic. Um... I don't know the part where it's like Raphael's like, oh, let's just do this. It's like, no, 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 put him in the closet. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> I I love that. I, I, I It's been a while since I've watched these, so I forgot how much I enjoyed that. Like, oh, no, you go in the closet, Raph. <laughs> I, f- I feel like there's a, there's a lot to be mined from the the phrase spot marks the x yeah like it makes me want to get it want to get a tattoo of a dog peeing on an x i mean if anybody you know or you can get some bumper stickers made spot marks the x oh yeah yeah that's that, that's that's gonna be our other turtles podcast <laughs> yeah spot marks the x 
Okay, let's. It, and it's already been copyrighted. <laughs> let's let's move on to the people's choice. People's choice. This is episode four oh two. Uh, the turtles go on a camping trip in the forest and explore an abandoned sawmill. Their sojourn is interrupted by an extraterrestrial mech that crashes into a nearby lake. Uh, the turtles meet an alien, Johanna, who is nominated to fight the corrupt Moira uh, in fair combat. When Moira arrives on Earth, bringing with her an unfair advantage, the turtles rush to Johanna's aid. Meanwhile, at the farm, Casey struggles to express his true feelings for April. So this this is another one. This is another Southampton. No, I'm sorry, Northampton tale uh, that is directly pulled from. Uh, this one's from TMNT Volume One, Number Thirteen, uh, and it's it's a pretty like it's it's a pretty good adaptation. It, it doesn't it doesn't change too much. Um, it do, it does add the the Casey April backstory, which I don't remember being in the comic. Uh, what'd you think? I I enjoyed this one um, as well. Um, it's been a while since we read the comics, so. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think, well, we don't, well, another thing is too, it's like the, like in the, in the previous episode, they're all, you know, the turtles in rough shape and this one, they're not so much in rough shape. So we all know that time passes differently in like films. Like if you're watching a two hour movie, they're like, wait, how did Padme get space pregnant and have twins so quick in an hour? You know, you have to understand because it's that, been nine months, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have to understand that time, you know, has has passed since then. So a week has been nine months, um, <laughs> or or whatever. Um, so um, you know, all this craziness going on out in the wilderness, nobody can hear it, nobody can see anything. And it's like, oh yeah, this stuff happens all the time, all the time. <laughs> You know, you would have thought that some local had seen, oh, there's a giant, giant comet flying towards, oh, the Jones house, the Jones family farmhouse. Nope. Yep. Dude, this, remember the, the, the episode of, uh, the 87 cartoon where Leonardo was in, was it like a farmhouse? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're describing that because, you know, those, that was just full of, you know, uh, hillbilly idiots who are like oh it's an leonardo you're an alien yeah but you know these alien ships could have crashed anywhere on the entire planet but they crashed in northampton in the in the the, the turtles backyard yeah (laughs) yeah um i always like interesting monster designs and these are some of like the most interesting ones yeah um course this wasn't a fair fight between um what was her name johanna and moira yeah uh i think she she brought her backup goons and uh there's there's some interesting stuff going on some really good fights in this episode yeah like there was a lot of fighting in this episode yeah 
but they they do finish the you know the the Johanna story by the end of the episode. You know, it's this is another a bottle episode that can just easily be you know thrown in in the schedule anywhere. Yeah, it's it kind of kind of is a a callback to the original '87 cartoon where nothing there is no story arc. The closest thing we get to a story arc is is Casey being like, "Oh, I have feelings for you, April." Yeah, that was fun too. Yeah, like him asking Splinter for advice, like, "Oh yes, you need the flowers. <laughs> flowers are a nice touch. Make her terrible <laughs> breakfast in bed." It looked horrible. Yeah, yeah. It I, it would have been really funny if if Splinter just replied to him and said. I'm a rat. I, I've always been a rat. I'm probably not the person to ask here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, like as as the the sensei, he gives his his advice and it seems to have worked. So congratulations, Casey. Yeah. Uh, I know you have nuggets for this episode. I do have nuggets. Shoot them. Um, so when uh, Johanna shows up in her like robotic uh, ship, Mikey uh, yells out "Klatu Verata Nikto," uh, which is from uh, the the classic black and white movie "The Day Earth The Day the Earth Stood Still," or if you're a fan of Army of Darkness, that's the words that Ash speaks before he picks up one of the books except for the last word because he gives a <laughs> okay that's it then and all shell breaks loose um so that was that was great um they're fighting uh Raphael's fighting some kind of weird you know symbiote looking worm thing um and uh he's riding on the back of him uh and he yells, ye freaking ha, uh, which is, uh, the takeaway I got from that was Tremors. I love Tremors. That's a great movie. Uh, yeah. Tremors holds up too. It does. It, it's, it's still very funny. It is just the first movie. Oh yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. You don't need to watch any other Tremors movies. Two is okay, but one is one is uh, the best. I got that on remastered Blu-ray too. Hmm. Looks so good. Uh, uh, is that is that all we have for this? Well, one? we I had think... we had some kind of like lightsaber style weapons mm-hmm. uh, being used uh, in here, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that's about that's about all that I've got. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Well, then, well then, let's move to. Oh no. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Wait. Um, we didn't see. This is the first. This is the first episode we see, like the back of Leo's shell, um, that it had the chunk out, af, uh, broken off. Yeah. Yeah. So we that didn't we didn't see that in the in the previous one. Yeah, I wasn't sure when that. I I knew it was in this this run. That, it, that we yeah. saw it. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's move to Sons of the Silent Age. Ah, uh, yes. 
still recovering in the countryside, the Turtles, April and Casey, take a raft down the Connecticut River. Uh, April confronts Leo about his newfound ire and brooding attitude uh, as Leo expresses his resentment and shame from his last encounter with the Shredder. They're interrupted by a fish-like humanoid uh, creature covered in radiation burns from a nearby nuclear power plant, which possesses April's body and tells her of her past. So, do you know what I'm going to say about this one, Jeff? Uh, what? It is also based on a original comic book. Yeah. Uh, it's it's basically the storyline from issue number 28, which I believe had the same name. Yes, all three of these ep- episodes have had the same name as the story they're based on. So the connective tissue is very direct. Uh. This one flirted with being uh, a bit too preachy. Like uh, certain Archie issues? Mm-hmm. Do you, do, so, so uh, do you know the connective tissue there? Uh, enlighten me. So, Sons of the Silent Age, the original book, was written by... Steve Murphy. Ah. Okay. Steve Murphy is also credited with writer on the episode. Ah. Steve Murphy is also Dean Claren. Ha ha. Yes. Dean Claren, the uh, the the writer of the Team and T Adventures for Archie, was actually just Steve Murphy. Dum dum dum. Yeah, I don't know why he went by a, by a pseudonym for the Archie series, but there it is. That's exactly why this one is a bit more uh, conservationist than any of the other two K three stories. Um, the the whole thing is is this this nuclear power plant is leaking some some toxic stuff into the river that is going to cause a lot of trouble and. Th- these lizard people, they, they kind of look like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Uh, they're basically going to go extinct because, you know, there, there's only, what, five of them left and only one of them is female and she dies, which, praise to them, a character actually dies. Yeah. That never happens. Uh, the only real difference, I don't remember in the comic them showing little tadpoles at the end of the book. Let me, let me check that. Uh, Jeff, what'd you think of this, this issue? You issue. Know, let me, Jeff, what did you think of this episode? It's another really good, just kind of like, you know, one-off, uh, episode. Um, turtles and monsters always just kind of go together. Um, but you know, they're not really, you know, they're not bad monsters. They're just, you know, trying to protect the female. And they start attacking. We get some fantastic underwater fights. Um, don't get me started on the underwater fights. No. They don't make any sense whatsoever. Eh, you know, come on. Come they on. don't. They don't. Well, okay, I will give you, it makes about as much sense as fighting monsters underwater and Monster Hunter. Which they did away with, and I hated those. 
Yeah, they they, they don't make any sense. Uh, and looking at the original book, there are no tadpoles at the end of the book. It's nice that they added to the story. I don't know, man. Like the the mm-hmm. the, the, the real power of that original book is is seeing the the, the species coming to terms with the inevitable extinction of you know of them like that that's that's the point like the turtles are the exact same they're in the exact same scenario like the turtles can't procreate there there's no one for them to procreate with so yeah. once the turtles die their species is extinct and there's four of the four of the men and four of the turtles like it's supposed to be a mirror of their situation and for them just to make it a happy ending with, Oh, look, she had eggs. It really neuters the story. It's, you know, it's kid show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, you had, that's like, that's like a gun with infinite ammo that you could just shoot at me every episode. Yeah. 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 Like left for right. You have to make it a happy ending. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, <laughs> one of the dumbest things in the episode is uh, when they're trying to sneak into the power plant and like, you know, rig it to um, uh, one of the towers to cooling towers to fall uh, to, you know, block any of the waste getting out. <laughs> Donatello slips on the banana peel. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Kid show, Jeff. Uh, you know, it's like who? You know, that doesn't happen, folks. Nobody slips on banana peels. <laughs> have you have you ever stepped on a banana peel? No. How do you know it's not slippery? I know better. I think they're pretty sure they disproved it. Is is that like a MythBusters episode? Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Like they had to, you you have to inject a bit of of levity in this episode because it's dealing with some heavy topics, and yeah. the the turtles, basically like exploding that. What they knock over? They knocked over a, a cooling tower to re like yeah. redirect the the water. Yeah. And then the uh, the government was like, "Oh, this water is contaminated. How do we how do we miss this?" Which I guess is a cool – like all of these things are, are concessions that you kind of have to make for the the media the, – the medium that they're telling the story in. Mm-hmm. But this is a very sad story that they have they have cleaned up to, to, to put on television. And I, I – the final product is not terrible. I, it is an entertaining episode as you – know, you know, as a standalone episode – but when you when you look at the original story, that that's where it kind of suffers. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty heavy for Saturday morning fare. Very true, very true. But it, it's it's really cool that Stephen Murphy has the writing credit on this. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, because uh, let's see, People's Choice. Who who? Uh, that one is. Yeah, that was written by Baz Hawkins. I don't think he wrote the original comic. No. Uh, and Cousin Sid, the writer on this one, is Christopher Yost, and he did not write the original comic. He's a good so, writer. So this is 
this this is the comic guy getting credit for the episode, which that's cool. Yeah, and that doesn't really happen a lot. Yeah. Uh, what nuggets do you have, Jeff? Mm, not really any nuggets. No nuggets? No nuggies. Oh. Oh. I know. It's I know. fine. Yeah. Uh, so we're moving on to Dragon's Brew? Yes. Okay. Dragon's Brew, uh, episode 404. Hun returns to the Purple Dragons and heads a campaign uh, hijacking weapons shipments. Leonardo's newfound fury leads him to... (laughs) I really like that phrase. Leonardo's newfound fury uh, leads him to recruit Casey to put a stop to these thefts. Uh, However, when the two confront the Purple Dragons after a train hijacking, they encounter a foe that is a danger to all of them, a monster known as T-9581. Okay. This one isn't... As far as I know, this one is not based on a comic book. Like, unless it's... Yeah, it's... Yeah, this is not based on a comic book. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so Hun is back in the picture, and Leonardo's fury, or Leonardo's fury, is uh, is really starting to get in the way of things now. What do you think of this episode? We get our first glimpse of Leonardo as Clint Eastwood. He's <laughs> full on like dirty Harry with swords at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're back in they're back in New York, obviously. Um, they are all over the place in this episode. Are they back in New York? Well, I, I guess they, they would have to if 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 Hunt is involved. I guess they are. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they but, were. Let's double check here. I don't think that. I think they took like a day trip to New York. Day trip. Hmm. Because I'm pretty sure the next episode takes place in Northampton. Yeah, no, it's in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but as I said, it's 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 not like a permanent. We're moving back to New York thing. It's they went to New York to handle this. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, at at first glance at the episode, it looks like a simple. Hey, we're going to go bust up an arms deal like we're going to stop Hun, you know, from getting, you know, more powerful. Then it mm-hmm. gets weird. It does get weird. Like no context out of anywhere. Well, it comes into play later, but it's like what is this? What is happening right now? And and what what and and what do I mean by that, Sergio? What do you mean by that, Jeff? A freaky man spider mutant thing comes out of a frozen vault thing. Right, right. That uh, even Hun didn't even know that thing was in there. I Hun, st- you know, stole these arms, like these armaments, armaments, uh, not knowing that they were coming from Bishop, who you know how shady he is loves hiding secret stuff in these shipments 
And so this giant mutant dude, like, is, escapes, and now everybody wants to, you know, everybody is fighting it rather than each other because it's overtaking all of them. Yeah. This is a, a really good example of Leonardo sticking his nose in somewhere that he, he, he shouldn't belong. He does that quite often in the series. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Really? City at War. City at War. It's not our fight, Leo. <laughs> I guess you're right. The, he goes to see the Shredder, gets a new sword. I was like, come on. Come on. All right. All right. I might have to give that to you. Like, most turtle stories are things happening to them. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to just just be teenagers wherever they are, and the, the fight comes to them. This is an example of Leonardo and Casey seeking out a fight. Yeah. And it and it went about as badly as it could go. Really badly. Yeah. And I, I don't think they really addressed the fact that Leo kind of screwed up. Yeah. But it's 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 like subtly just, you know, it's out there. Yeah. Uh, what else you got for this one? Um, well, we didn't. Uh, it was just a uh, you know, it's we didn't get all four turtles this ep- this episode. Uh, so, right. it's, uh, you know, it's Casey and, and uh, Leo and, and <laughs> Casey was shocked because he thought Leo was Raph. It's like, oh, hey, Leo. Mm-hmm. It's all brooding and everything. Don't really have any nuggets, except like Hun makes a you know Forrest Gump joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's about that's pretty much about it. Okay. Okay. I it's I uh this episode feels out of place. Yeah, like there's a, this whole side like story with you know, the the weird spider mutant guy that was mm-hmm. a that we find out that was a you know uh, genetic experiment. Yep, gone wrong. Um, it 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 felt to me out of place because I needed more backstory. Like there was nothing prior to any of this that kind of you know, led up to that. I guess that was a part of the surprise maybe, but like, I felt like we should have gotten something. And I think we kind of do get that later. Okay. Kind of like, you know, Bishop's always up to something shady, but it would have been nice to have had something to go with this, you know, like, Oh, this dude's in the box and the ice box. That's what's in that crate. But I guess it kind of ruins the surprise if you know. But you know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. It's yeah. it feels like an episode that should be part of a an arc that isn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Like 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 a like a uh, genetic nightmare or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. All right. The next episode is I Monster. Uh, Episode 405. The Turtles and Casey take their training to an abandoned brickworks 
and practice stealth in a game of hide-and-seek. Their training is soon interrupted by an enig- enigmatic figure bandaged from head to toe. The man, who seems to have had a special relationship with rats, attacks the team viciously and captures Michelangelo uh, and captures Michelangelo. Leonardo rambunctiously retaliates uh, to the chagrin of his brothers and Casey. Unbeknownst to them, the turtles have played a large role in the stranger's dark past. Here is the Rat King. Yeah. The, the, the proper introduction of the Rat King. Um, this one is also based very much on a comic book. Uh, Tales number four uh, was the debut of the Rat King in, co- in in the comics, so them being able to, to to carry the story over was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, we learned that this version of the Rat King was actually a. I guess what's the what's the way to put it? He was the Slayer from a previous episode that we talked about what a few episodes ago. Mm. Yeah. Um, and at the time it's not even hinted that he's the rat King, but in this, ep- this episode it's, it's directly pointed out that this guy was the rat. It was this was the slayer who has now become the rat King. Yeah. What? So what are your thoughts? It's another, just like freaky monster of the week style you know episode like the the whole you know, the turtles are going to this abandoned um you know warehouse area to play hide and seek or tag you know whatever um and it's that right kind of element of you don't really see the character right away they tease you to the lead up which is kind of cool i always like that mm-hmm. um it's always builds you know tension and you know kind of has you a little bit on the edge of your seat you know it's like what is this thing looking for them what is this thing you know practically i mean he wouldn't have probably he would have been fine dude was just chilling in an abandoned warehouse being weird and he probably wouldn't have done anything if the turtles hadn't shown up right they just kind of stumbled into his domain yeah like ooh, boss fight um <laughs> and what a boss fight it was with lots of early 2000s uh, CGI on television. <laughs> I, I thought you, I was wondering if you were going to mention that. Yeah. Uh, it was just painfully obvious. So I was like, "Oh, how do we make multiple rats without having to draw them by hand?" Um you know, <laughs> Ink, ink and paint style. Uh, we're gonna make a bunch of CGI. I mean, you still have to draw CGI. You get what I mean. Like, but it's but it's much more recklable. Re- 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 What's wrong with words today, Jeff? I don't know. Take another sip of your drink. Recklable, recklable. They're able to recreate it. Yeah, much it, easier. Yeah, replicate. Replicatable. Re- that's yeah. not a word. No. <laughs> Replicable. <laughs> Get a dictionary. Um, fix your grandma. Um, but uh, yeah, it it looks pretty janky, <laughs> but in the absolute funnest way. 
yeah, yeah. I, and I caught myself laughing so many times. Like, there go that CGI rats again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But success, there was enough rats for it to look intimidating. Very intimidating. Yeah. So so mission accomplished, even though they they had to go that route. Yeah. Um, and like on top of on top of the Rat King having the rats, he is very much a skilled fighter. Yeah, because he's what you know got some uh, bishop genes in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we also learned that apparently Raphael can just run through a brick wall. I mean, he Robocop. Why not? No, no, no he's not. <laughs> Robocop style. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that happened in the comics, too. And I was like, what? That's not a thing. Yeah. And it, also, it, it also has kind of like a Freddy Krueger-esque style feel to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. The, the This this Rat King is sad, just like the other Rat Kings are. Uh, but this one does seem more capable than the other Rat Kings are. Mm-hmm. Um, you got anything else for Eye Monster? Eye Monster is, of course, the name of the comic as well. Mm, not really. Oh well. Uh, when Mike in the beginning, when Mikey, uh, when they start, when they start tag, Mikey does like Three Stooges noises, like Curly does, mm-hmm. which I thought was adorable. I love Three Stooges. I just hear him go woo 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 woo. I was like, just do it. Just come on. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, this I, this isn't a direct, straightforward adaptation of the the comic, but it's close enough that you know exactly what it is. Yeah, the original comic was written by Jim Lawson, but this episode was not. Hmm. Uh, let's move on to Grudge Match. Grudge Match. Michelangelo is challenged by his former Battle Nexus rival, Clue? Clue. Clue? Clue? Uh, who feels that an inner an who feels that an interference? Yeah, okay, that's how you spell interference. Oh, what's wrong with me? Who feels that an interference during their final match gave Mikey an unfair opportunity to win? Given the fluke-like nature of his victory, Mikey turns to Leonardo for help in training him to deal with an opponent twice his size. Despite his claims of unfairness, Clue's father places a spell on the Battle Nexus to ensure that the rematch is a mortal combat. Ha! Uh, trying to think. Is that, was it his father that did that? It was his father that did that. Yeah. So, so this... This episode kind of drops out of nowhere. It's 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 another trip to the the Battle Nexus land, and we we see the the Damio and the Damio's son, and they've just kind of been overtaken by Clue and Clue's dad, with without the Damio Damio really knowing. It, like I'm starting to think the Damio's just an idiot. He yeah, he's not like the all powerful overseeing like I feel everything I know, you know, I see everything. Um but hey, I mean magic is involved. So like I don't know, man. Like he he uh, he raised the ultimate ninja who ended up being a bad guy and now he just lets Clue's dad just take over the place. Like we might need to overthrow this Damio, just saying. Yeah. Just, well, he is getting—he is centuries old. 
So then that's even more of a reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so of course as as we all knew, Michelangelo won again. Uh, this time with the, the the safety measures turned off, and despite the battle being a mortal combat, he refused to you know kill the the oh he refused to kill Clue. <laughs> I'm not even going to correct you because I am having a wonderful time hearing you just. <laughs> how, do you say, how do you say it? I don't know. Like, so like freaking. Um, uh, what's his name from the Pink Panther movies? Um, don't. That's that's a reference. Nobody on this. Nobody listening to this will get. Hey, hey, Inspector Cluzo. Yes. No, people will get it. No, they won't. Yes, leave it in. <laughs> they won't. There's a bim. A what? A bim. Uh, what all you got for the for this one? This one was fun. This was this was very enjoyable. We get Mikey kind of gets his comeuppance out of how many episodes of him just ruling over just the fact that he's the battle nexus champ and driving Raphael absolutely insane and all of his brothers insane Uh with that, which was, which was very nice. Uh, (laughs) And, and seeing him just kind of like, it's like with, with these chunk of episodes, Leo has been more dealing with the, you know, the post-traumatic events, you know, of their, their last fight with the shredder. Mm -hmm. And so he's more focused and on like, you know, we have to train 24 seven, blah, blah, blah. And like, Mikey, you're not pulling your weight, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he, he doesn't, he's very reluctant to go back into the battle nexus. And he's almost kind of cowardly. And that's one aspect I didn't like until, um, he he asked, you know, nobody else wants to train him, blah blah blah. But you know, but Leo is offering to do that, um, and he kind of does that within like a very short span of time. Um, yeah, it's not Mikey, it's not even it's not even a montage. I don't think. No, not at all. Um, and then Mikey's still not wanting to do it until he's given no choice by Kle. Um. <laughs> when he kind of like threatens his family and like it just on like a light and you realize why Mikey's one of the best fighters. Like he just cleans his clock. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that Michelangelo was not, he didn't want to fight, not because he's a pacifist or because yeah. he, you know, didn't want to hurt anybody. He didn't want to fight because he didn't want to lose. Yeah, he's had this leverage over specifically Raphael for quite a while now, and he does not want to risk losing that leverage. Exactly. Which is very much a a sibling rivalry thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you love to see it. Yeah. I, this was a fun episode. I always do like this the, the, the Battle Nexus. I, you know, you know how I you know my stance on the Battle Nexus. It does not get enough attention. Yeah. Uh, they wrote it into IDW and it was terrible. Ooh. So I'm, I'm just really hoping that uh, we get some more Battle Nexus stuff. Like it was it was in uh, 
It was in Rise, and it was pretty good. So. Yeah. That makes me sad. Like, how how do you mess up, like, basically enter the dragon? <laughs> That's exactly what this is. That's what the Battle Nexus is. Look, it, it, anything can be messed up, Jeff. Well, this is true. Yeah. But. So how do you actually say his name? I don't know. Is it Clue? I don't think it's Clue. Claw? Claw? Clue? Clue? I don't know. <laughs> do you have any nuggets before we move on? Um, not really. Really? Yeah. You're the, like, your, your, uh, your stock of nuggets is, is, is shallow this week. Well, I ate most of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the holiday. hungry. Like, there are chicken nuggets, but there's not turkey nuggets. I'm sure there's some out there. There's veggie nuggets. Turkey nuggets. Probably. Hmm. hmm. Let's move on to a wing and a prayer. Yeah. Don't break in the song. No, I, that won't happen. Okay, good. During a nighttime training exercise on the rooftops of New York City, so I guess we're back in New York now, uh, the turtles are interrupted by two warring, av- warring avians, a race whose appearance resembles angels. The turtles come to the aid of R- Raptor, who is trying to stop the exiled Mephos from starting a civil war in the avian city and conquering the earth. So here's another episode where there's literally a superhero in it. Yeah. Named after, you know, dinosaur from Rugrats. (laughs) I noticed that too. (laughs) (laughs) But this one has two R's. Yeah. Yeah. And it was Reptar with an E. Yeah. No, it's Rugrats, but. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it it just sounds a lot. It, but you're right; it does sound a lot like rat, r- Reptar, Raptor. Yeah. Uh, they, they there was a lot of backstory in this episode. A ton of backstory going back to the uh, notes from the underground. Yes, yes. This this does have connective tissue to the the notes from the underground, and this is again uh, a situation where the turtles just. Uh, they're just out there, just just chilling, and some giant entered world, potentially world destroying thing just falls in their lap, like the and Death they, Star. Yeah, yeah. So it, they stumbled upon yet another Death Star. Yep. And it, I I do like the idea of the Avian City, and on top of that. If you look closely while he's going through the backstory of all this, you see the 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 lizard people from uh, the Sons of the Silent Age. Yeah. As like the land dwelling people that, you know, chose to live on land rather than in the sky or whatever. It's like it's a cool sub world or sub like I don't even know how to how to put it because it's. It's part of the 2K3 world, but it's not part of their world. You know, you have the notes from the underground, you have the the avian city, you have uh, the, the the sons of the Silent Age, but none of those things are active players in the world. Yeah, 
Like Shredder's not trying to defeat the avian people. They're 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 just not a they're not a faction. Yeah, because it's kind of a secret up in the sky. Yeah. Although, yeah, I think as many commercial air flights that fly over there, they would have seen something. Well, if like if they have like a cloaking technology, and they fly high enough. No, this is true. Like it, it's it's it, look, it's a kids show. Hey, <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. And, and on top of that, in in Marvel, don't we have like what are the what are those giant air thingies called? <laughs> no, I'm not going to correct you. They're air thingies. The air thingies. What are they called? I don't know. They're they're they're, they're basically uh, the helicarriers. There we go. Helicarriers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I like Mike Michelangelo every time he gets to meet a superhero. He just nerds out. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, what what you got for this episode? Well, you know, this is clearly a nod to Angel and Archangel, but them being two completely, you know, uh, different characters um, from the, the from the Marvel comics. Um, in the beginning of the episode, we see. Yet again, the only two cops in town. Yep. Our boys Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird are on the job. <laughs> um, I need we need to like go and have like an Easter egg hunt or an Eastman hunt, and uh, find out how many times they show up in each episode. That's a really good question. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised it's not like a category on in, in like. The Turtlepedia. It could be, maybe. It could be. It's not, but it could be. There's, there's probably somebody out there that's tracked it. Um, we, uh, Mikey does his like, gives a Yoda speech, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the turtles get new, uh, new upgrades or new toys. Edic, uh. <laughs> Jetpacks. Um, I don't know if we got figures from that or not. Mm, I don't think we did. But they man, did they miss an opportunity with that? Turtles with jetpacks. You know how I feel about Donatello just spitting out whatever vehicle that they need at every single moment. It it does kind of bother me, but you know, I, I would have much rather the. The, like the 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 what was his name Raptor, like had he had some sort of magic transport device or magic transport technology that could just get them up to this to the city, I, that would have been much more comfortable for me than Donatello just pulling jetpacks out of nowhere. Well, oh, guys, I just happen to be working on the exact thing we need. It is a kid show. <laughs> I know humans haven't, you know, they haven't perfected the idea of the jetpack, but I'm a turtle. I can just figure it out. You're sitting there watching Thunderball one night, and like, hey, that's an idea. <laughs> I'm gonna fix this problem that that humans have been working on for decades. It's in my spare time, just in case we have to go to some city in the sky, right? Hey. He's got the tools and he's got the talent. 
Um, we also get a really big reveal about the turtle's lair. Yeah, the turtle lair, it has a giant crystal sun in its roof. Yeah. And, and like the turtles had thought that they had ran out of the, you know, the crystals and they'd used used all the power that was in them. And now they have a pretty big crystal bank, don't they? Yeah. Like all thanks to Raptar. Yeah. I, I can't knew, remember knew the uh, secret combination to uh, hit that stone on the, you know, third pillar from the right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do, do they ever address that? Like, do, I don't I don't know. We'll have to see when we watch these again. Because I don't well, remember them being like, now that we have all these crystals, we can build ultra jet packs. <laughs> and sell more toys and continue for more seasons. The, the secret crystal combat turtles. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, that, like, that's, that is something that they could have pulled a lot of, like, material from. Yeah. It was interesting to see. Yeah. Um, are we ready to move on to Bad Day, or do you have nuggets? Mm, well, that's about it. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, you already mentioned the the cops, so. Yeah. Let's move on to Episode 8, uh, Bad Day. During a meditation session, Master Splinter, uh, Master Splinter's sudden collapse is the first of a nightmarish chain of events, which forced the turtles to face death, destruction, and tragedy. Matters become worse as they come face to face with the most contentious foes, who, forming an al- who forming an alliance, seek to break the turtles' spirits. Wow, this doesn't describe the sh- episode at all. How would you describe the episode, Jeff? <laughs> I would say, um, I mean, it's a dream. It's a dream sequence episode of like what could, what could happen, or you know, he was trying to teach teach the the turtles a lesson mentally by going mm-hmm. into their minds. Um, it very much felt like the over the edge episode of Batman, the animated series, like what if Batgirl had died? Ah, and there's, okay. There's like an all out assault on Wayne Manor and, you know, everybody, you know, cause commissioner Gordon figure out who everybody is. And that, that was an amazing episode. So that felt very much like that. Cause every, it was all over the place in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's th- this was all put together by the Foot Mystics. Yeah, a uh, characters that don't get much play in this 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 show. Like they mm-hmm. they've uh they've been around. Yeah, but let's see they let's see they were they debuted in uh, Enter the Dragons. No, they debuted in Return of New York Part Two. Okay, no, they're they're in a bunch of episodes. They just aren't ever really explained who they are or what they can really do. But for them to completely fabricate this world is that's 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 pretty uh pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I it's nothing about this episode stands out though. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, seeing Casey and April get killed yeah, but none of it is real. Pretty major. No, it's not. Not but yeah. Like at at hindsight, like 
I hadn't seen this episode. And so, you know, because I didn't catch every episode every Saturday. I would like, oh, I'd forget that it was coming on or whatever. And, you know, I'd watch episodes here and there. So me seeing that, I'm like, wait, what's going on? That's like, no, they don't do that. They don't, they don't, this isn't real. <laughs> so it took, you know, it took me a minute. Cause I was like, dang, it, it didn't have to go that hard Saturday morning, you know, going all like 1986 Transformers, the movie on us and, and killing off like half your main characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's it, all of this is plausible until they start offing characters and it's like, Oh, okay. None of this is real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like they're not going to drown. They're not going to drown clunk. Oh, like, that was, that was the hardest, like just as a pill to swallow, but man, Oh, <laughs> like how Let's. If the writers are just like, what? What's the saddest thing we can possibly possibly do? Let's drown Mikey's cat. Oh no! I was so upset with that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. It's we do finally see Karai. Yeah, it's a really intense episode. Yeah, but again, nothing stands out for me because it all was fake. Yeah, you know. Um, we're eight episodes in and we're just now seeing the new leader of the foot clan. Yeah. Which is cool. You know, I, I really enjoyed the episodes before it, but it, it's just surprising that it's taken so long. Yeah. We did get a revelation where Mikey created a new type of food. He wants burgers. He also wants nachos. So he creates like burchos. Oh yeah. Burger nachos. <laughs> that actually seems really good. Like it make, does get, get some tortilla chips and then, uh, like uh, brown some some hamburger meat and throw some some American cheese on top of it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. maybe even like throw in some ketchup if you if you uh, really want to be much. a just just nah. want to be a renegade. Oof. Nah. <laughs> nah. See, I don't want nachos. Nachos are delicious. I always want nachos. Uh, do you have any nuggets for this episode? Not really. Okay. All right. We're making good time, Jeff. We are. Let's talk about Aliens Among Us, which is quite an episode. When the president threatens to cut the funding of the Earth Protection Force, Agent Bishop engineers an alien invasion to attack the president during a press conference before a meeting at the United Nations. So Bishop has completely lost it. He fabricates an, a giant alien invasion across all of New York City specifically to get funding for his EPF. And the turtles, of course, being the turtles, jump in immediately and just start beating up the aliens. And Donatello figures out that it's a fabrication. And by the end of the episode, not only is the president saved by <clears throat> or quote unquote saved by Bishop, uh, by him showing up and being like, oh, president, we, we stopped the aliens, blah, 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 blah. So his 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 plan works. The bad guy wins. Uh, on top of it, the turtles are now like n 
they're being blamed for the attack on the president. Like they they were like assassins sent to kill the president and a artist rendering of their faces is all over the news. Yeah. It's this episode goes places. A lot of places. Uh, what'd you think? I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Any time that we get Bishop, of course, is always a good time. Yep. Because um, he is a force to be reckoned with. And it's a nice change of pace um, than seeing, you know, Shredder in the foot. Although I think they did a pretty good job of balancing all that out um, in in the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't every single episode. I I really liked the design of the aliens because it was it was very much inspired by like the gray aliens that we've uh, you know always seen in like the X Files and, and in other you know pop culture. They they literally had spaceships that looked like flying saucers. Yeah, yeah, they they look like a a, a a steroided, crunked up version of crypto from Destroy All Humans. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, and the turtles meet the president. Nondescript president. The president. President like, John Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like most turtle stories are very insular. They take place in like a, like a shipyard or something. And at the end of it, there, there are no, there are no stakes, but this one, the president is involved. Like it's, it's, it's a much more, it seems more important than all of the other turtles tales because there's more, it's, there's more, more consequences if they fail. Yeah. Which they did. And now Bishop has more funding, so who knows what he's going to do with that. Yeah. Like, and I had forgot to mention um, in, uh, let's see, what episode was it? In Dragon Brew, that's that's when we kind of like saw Bishop being in trouble. True, like, yes. And, you know, the, the president was uh, going after Bishop's pie. That, uh, that that piece of the, uh, you know, I don't know. His pie was in trouble is the, <laughs> is the point that he I was, was trying being, to make. Yeah, he was being chastised by the president and yeah. and threatened to have his funding reduced. his Or his pie. He was like, you can't take his pie away, man. I love pie <laughs> too much. In that pie. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of weird that it, like, what episode was that? It was... It was episode four, so it took a while to roundabout to get to... It felt like this episode should have come after that one. Well, if you're going to fabricate an entire alien invasion, it's going to take a few a few weeks to put that together. Well, this is very true. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Oh, um, I do. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I, I, I don't know. This might be my favorite of the of all nine of them. It might it be. It was a lot of fun. Because the, the whole sequence where Donatello was trying to turn off the the uh, the satellite dish and Mikey's just like, does this work? And breaks it off. Yeah. Like, just hit it. Four. Yeah. O- only to find out that that satellite was the one controlling the president's spaceship. Yeah. You know, so, so, so it just layers on top of layers of 
of just fun turtles nonsense. Yeah. And we they were able to have like the the scale of the threat seem so big, but ultimately the episode completely turns on the turtles and now they're, you know, enemy number one, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it as I said, it goes places. I love it. It does. It does. I liked Bishop's like super like commando looking Tron outfit. <laughs> yeah. Which was very cool. Um, also, too, did you notice that the um, images of the uh, turtles, they all have the red bandanas? That's true. The, yes. The wanted posters, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, We need to talk about Baxter Stockman because he was in like two or three of these episodes. Like basically any time that that Bishop was was in play with with big old robot butt cheeks. And well, no, he was he was in a different like he was different every time we saw him. Oh, snap. You're right. Mm hmm. Like they are continuing that character arc where every time we see Baxter Stockman, he is different. And like like one time he was just a big robot with a hologram face. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love that how closely they're they're sticking to that. Yeah. The what was I calling it? It's either the dismembering or the dismantling of Baxter Stockman. <laughs> It's the dismantling and then the remantling. Yeah, remantling. That's we're we're gonna make that a word. Yeah, the freakiest one was when he was that spider bot. It's just a head and a robot spider. Yeah, yep. That freaked me out. Well, uh, do you have any anything else for the last episode that we covered? Um. Oh, Mikey makes a he slimed me Ghostbusters joke. Um. Yeah, yeah. After the aliens explode and these are like they pop like zits. Raph likes that. <laughs> they <laughs> pop like zits. Um oh, there are um but but what are those aliens made out of as they all explode and their you know, gooey bits leak into the sewer? I, that that can't possibly be uh anything bad like nothing terrible is going to happen in the next couple of episodes (laughs) i don't remember what happens so you might be right yeah of course it would be the turtles that would have to deal with it because they deal with everything yeah i mean it's going into their house uh okay well that's that's episode nine and that does it for all of the the episodes that we're covering today yeah, that was a uh, nice and concise. We should we should try to do that more often. Yes, we should. Um, do you, I'm I'm just gonna save you the the trouble. I'm not even gonna ask you. Next time on Shellheads, we are covering the next and I believe last chunk. It might is it the last chunk? Yeah, it's the last chunk of. Mirage Volume 1 non-canon books. So it's going to be books 38 through 47. And these are all books done by guest artists and guest writers. 
And th- if you remember correctly, they get really weird. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's going to take us into December. Good sir. Yeah. Uh, and if we stay on schedule, which I plan on doing, we are going to have three more episodes this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Mirage episode. The 2022 Christmas special. Ooh. Yeah. And then we'll finish the year off with a character spotlight. A nice, easy character spotlight. That's a good way to round it out. Yeah. Yeah. Let me look at. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we could pull that off. We could do it. We totally can. Uh, Jeff, where are you going to be in between now and when we record next time? As always, Sergio, I'm going to be at the Warp Zone Arcade, Brennan, Mississippi's premier arcade, uh, where we specialize in retro and modern games uh, from uh, SNK, Neo Geo to PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. Uh, We also uh, do retro game restoration, uh, where we clean retro game cartridges, make them work like new, uh, even clean up your old uh, cartridge-based systems uh, and get them running as best we can. Um... And we do uh, Smash Brothers tournaments every every Saturday night. Uh, we're doing birthday parties and all kinds of other stuff. Um, so uh, if you're not following us on uh, Facebook and Instagram, please do so. Just uh, the Warp Zone, just Warp Zone Arcade. Look for the Circle Controller logo. And uh, if you're in the area and would love to come game with us, we'd love to have you. And where can we find you in between now and then, Sergio? Shellheads podcast on Facebook and Instagram. That's where you can find me. Uh, I'll be posting and talking about Ninja Turtle stuff. Uh, I, I've I've added the Shellheads Facebook page to a bunch of Turtles groups on Facebook, and I'll jump in every once in a while and comment on stuff. Okay. That there have been mixed reactions to the stuff I've commented on, but you know what? That's that's how it's how Facebook works. Uh, you know, I just, I'm not a fan of the mean people. It's like, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Here, look, man, that's that, that's the human race, bro. I know, but I'd rather not deal with it. Yeah. Well, I'll deal with it. Uh, that's but yeah, fo- follow us on our socials, and uh, I, I guess tune in next time. You 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 have your your marching orders. You know what to you know what to read. Uh, that's yes. uh, Mirage books 38 through 47, which. IDW, I believe they reprinted all of those, so it should be pretty easy to find. Yeah. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on apple podcasts 
Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.